Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am not joined alongside my co-pilots because I want to talk to you guys tonight. I want to get your thoughts on everything Jets Jaguars from yesterday, as well as the news of Makai Becton being shut down for the rest of this season. I don't think it comes as a surprise to anyone. Makai Becton has been out since the first game of the season when he got rolled up on by Greg Van Roten on a play against the Panthers. Um, if you've been following it, he was supposed to have, I think it was an eight-week heel time. Um, now, I don't know if we've received more news, but it seems like uh, the size of Makai Becton seemed to have altered the uh, the timeline at his uh, for his return. And with the Jets being so far out of it, there's no reason to, to risk bringing him back in any capacity. Uh, so frustrating nonetheless. That looks... Not so good for the 2020 draft class uh, if you're keeping track of everything from the last few years because it's been uh, been a little confusing. Some people hot on Joe Douglas, some people uh, happy, some people, you know, everywhere in between. Who we got in the chat already? Richard, Biker, WA2K99, Zach Wilson, Adam S. Yoshi, NY Jets Florida, D. Santana, Rusty Spooner, Esma Nabad. Joe S, Joseph Lago, Matthias, Matt Curtis, brother, what's up? Joseph Hunter, expert. Guys are awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me tonight. If you're just coming in, drop a like on your way in. Uh, for every 25 likes, we'll have Nightbot pick a qualifier. Uh, tomorrow night, we're going to wind up giving out one of the support independent Jets coverage t-shirts. Um those are the ones that O'Leary's giving away. It's going to support St. Jude's um, charity as well. So it's going to be something. If you want to get in on it, drop a like. We're going to raffle one off at the end of tomorrow's stream. Um, all right. So we got a lot to talk about. Lots to talk about. I would go so far as to say we have phone calls that could be going on uh, at some point. Let me get my little message up here. Call-ins are going to start, bam, at 830. I want to hear from you guys, as well as some of the... Uh, I'll give you my thoughts first and foremost, I guess. Okay, so Jaguars, Jets yesterday. Jets wind up winning in not-so-spectacular fashion. Uh, they wind up hurting the draft selection uh, that they could have otherwise had had they lost. I know a lot of Jet fans are, are torn on it. It seems like more people are, are pro-win, uh, and then a lot of people... You know, doom and gloomers that are always there, always always bringing up the, the worst. And I know Jets wind up winning a game. They don't get Lawrence Taylor back in the day. They wind up winning a game. They don't get what would have been Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston towards the end of the season. You see the Giants wind up winning against the, the Washington football team. They don't get Chase Young then. So I, there is certainly a, a very strong argument for, for everything going on, for people wanting draft picks. And look, I don't blame fans for wanting draft picks because we're here long-term. Players are here for, for a season, two seasons. Uh, an NFL career is about three to four years, so you understand why there's so much pressure trying to win immediately. Um, but hey, if you don't want fans rooting for draft picks, win some games. So that's my, my thoughts on that. Um, Jaguars-wise, I thought Zach Wilson is continuing to grow. Uh, I did really like his ability to run. This is the first time we've really seen that on display. I don't know what his highest rushing total prior to this was, but I would imagine it's somewhere in the maybe the 20s or so. 
Um, so yeah, I liked what we got out of Zach. We didn't have to throw the ball. I think that's the frustrating part because Trevor Lawrence looked like the better passer in yesterday's game purely because he had to pass. They lost James Robinson. They didn't have a running game. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, with his yardage, they wound up having, what was it, the most yardage any team has gained the entire season <laughs> on any team. That includes the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. So we had, what, 270 yards or something along those lines. Lots of yardage. Lots of yardage on the ground. There was no reason to throw the ball. Uh, so those of you poo-pooing on Zach for having 104 yards and, and all this and you're all upset, get over yourself. We won the game because we played the right way. Uh, it's not like we didn't try to give it away. <laughs> we tried to give it away a few times. We had the uh, the the missed extra point. We had the going for it on the fake field goal. You had at least two fourth down attempts inside of the 10-yard line. We went for it on fourth down, pretty much every fourth down that was within uh, a semi-reasonable distance, which I'm totally fine with, by the way. I do not care. It does not bother me whatsoever going for it especially when your team is down this far. I think there is something to be said in the future if we wind up you know, playing well, that the obviously you have three shots to get 10 yards traditionally where you're starting to see uh, teams like the Rams and the, the Chiefs and, and high-octane offenses. What if you had four opportunities to get 10 yards? So I, I like that kind of mindset. Um, there's certainly downs and distances and time periods and games where you do go for it versus don't go for it. And I do think that there were areas in yesterday's game that we would have kicked field goals. And I think we were clearly the more dominant team uh, across the board. And that was with what 20 guys out on the COVID list, 26% of our salary cap for the season on IR, no head coach, you know, guy steps in <laughs> Ron Middleton for like a game. And you know what? Good. Good for him. You know what? Jets were, we're trying to have a battle without much firepower yesterday, and we walked away victorious. So frustrating win. I get it. But we doubled our win total from last year. If we do it next year, we're sitting at eight wins, right? Come on, glass half full. Get with this. Come on, boys and girls. We will be fine. We will be fine. I promise you that. Joe Douglas is going to have another good draft, just like this past year. Let's see. Sorry about this. Just trying to type something up. All right. This is what happens when Ryan does not set up topics prior to the uh, coming on the air. All right. Next up. I want to talk about Makai Becton being out for the year. I mentioned it earlier. He got rolled up on by Greg Van Roten. Overall, this is a, a very frustrating draft pick and, and selection and sort of player that, that, that's gone on the last year and a half, two years, because you take him at number 11 overall, hoping to be your rock-solid left tackle for 15 years, 10 years, whatever it is, long time. Uh, and now we are two years into his career, and we might have to take another tackle very high in this draft. And I'm I'm not loving that. Um, I would say Douglas's talent 
recognition with Makai Becton was spot on. I think he has all the talent in the world to be the best left tackle in the game. Um, I do think that uh, he will get it figured out. He did not have injury concerns prior to getting drafted by the Jets, so I'm not as irritated with the selection maybe. Like some people might say, hey, we could have gone worse. He's having a great career as a right tackle down in in Tampa Bay. We could have had George Fan at left tackle. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, playing Monday morning quarterback is is very popular for that reason. Hindsight's always 2020. Makai Becton being out for the year is disappointing. I am glad that we did make the call to just shut him down. I don't want to – the worst thing that could have happened was we bring him back one of these last two games and he winds up tearing something and all of a sudden he's you know out for an even longer stretch of time. So I wouldn't have liked that. As far as tackle goes, what do we do? George Fant has been rock solid on the left side of this line. When Makai Becton comes back, does he go back to his left tackle position? Because he didn't lose it because of his quality of play. He lost it because he got injured. Now, I do think with him sitting out the rest of this year and going into the camp next season, I think it does allow George Fant and Makai Becton to kind of duke it out. And maybe Becton just winds up on the right-hand side. Lane Johnson for the Eagles was drafted to be a left tackle to replace Jason Peters. And like, Six years after that happened, Lane Johnson stayed on the right-hand side. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I could see a situation where Becton does move over to the, the right-hand side. He has played right tackle before, and then you just kind of let Fant um, play out on the left side. Or, or maybe a flip-flop, and then Becton goes back to left tackle, and then you have Fant on the right side. Either way, AVT seems like a lock for the left. season more than likely um and i think at that govern and you're trying to figure going to be something that we have to figure out again in in just a year's time uh-oh am i freezing i see my videos frozen but my little Thing going across is not. Let's see if I can hide my camera and come back. Does that make it better? That does not. Let's see if I stop my video. Then I will start my video again. Interesting. Interesting. There we go. It looks like I'm back. <laughs> it's good now. Sorry about that. Um, all right. So where was I? Connor McGovern. Not sure if you were able to hear any of that stuff that I was just uh, rattling off, but I'll, I'll go again. Connor McGovern winds up not tearing the MCL or ACL. He winds up, uh, you know, just just getting knocked out these last two games. He is under contract for next year. Um, up until this injury, I was definitely fine with him coming back and being the starting center for us. I think now maybe you, you err on the side of caution. You probably consider drafting one pretty highly. I don't know if that means top 10 with like a Tyler Linderbaum pick, the center from Iowa that everyone's been talking about. Um, he's supposed to be a fantastic center. So pairing him with Zach for their entire careers with AVT, with hopefully Makai Becton, uh, would be a very, very um, exciting thing to, to have happen. But then you are taking a center in the top 10, and that's not ideal. Uh, on the right-hand side, I'd love to bring back LDT. I thought he had played well. 
Uh, obviously, no playing time for him tomorrow. I don't think we can bank on having Cameron Clark at all. I think that experiment is probably over. Um, Gohan Anger says, I like the Notre Dame Center as well. The Notre Dame Center is someone that I have definitely heard a lot about, and I would I, I would be lying if I said I knew anything about him other than just hearing his name a bunch of times. So if you can get him in the second round, uh, maybe that's the better option than trying to get the home run hit of Linderbaum in the top 10. That's that's more on the side where I think I'd, I'd fall. So it's interesting. What do the Jets do with their picks? Right now we're sitting at four, is it four and seven, I think? Pick four and pick seven with the Seattle pick. Seattle winds up losing to the Bears, which winds up hurting the Giants uh, and helping us. So, ha! Ha ha ha. All right. Four and six is what you guys are saying. Is it four and six? Is that actually how it wound up shaking out? I got to look at it. I haven't looked at it since yesterday. Four and six. Yes. Oh, that's because the strength of schedule changed. There it is. So I don't know. I guess Carolina and Seattle. Carolina has the better of the conference records. Is that what happens? Is the conference record? Strength of schedule. Oh, division tiebreakers. So that might be interesting to see what winds up happening. It'd be awesome if we could sit right around there. Or if the Giants can wind up winning a game <laughs> and the Jets sneak in front of them. Come on, let's have back-to-back picks, baby. Ugh, oh, I'd love to see that. Okay, so now we got four and six, right? So at number four, let's assume both uh, edges are gone. You're losing Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau. Those are the, the two guys that are off the board. Um, then who's that other guy? Do the Texans wind up going with Matt Corral? Do they go with a different quarterback? Do they not go quarterback and they wind up going with Evan Neal? Or, um, I don't know. It's 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 interesting. I don't know where these top three teams go. It, it feels like Detroit, if Aiden Hutchinson is there, is a clear lock to get him. Um, outside of that, I think everything's kind of up in the air. Would it shock me to see... Thibodeau at number four? Not at all. Not in the slightest. And I, I don't know if it's necessarily rock solid that Thibodeau is the the second best edge rusher or potentially first best edge rusher, depending on who you ask, in this draft. I think he's got elite attributes, but I, I like Ojibo and I like Karloftis just as much. I think there's four that are worthy of a selection. Then there's Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. And Generally speaking, safety is not a position I I go for high in the draft. I think second round is the earliest I'd want to go safety. But from everything I've heard, this kid is legitimately a a freak of nature. A legitimate freak of nature. Let's see. I'm just going to update this. Uh, What do Jets do with draft picks? Bam. Oh, that's not spelled correctly. Come on, Ryan. Spell things right. Um, all right. So what do the Jets do with the draft picks? Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame is an interesting position because he's someone that fills a huge need for us. I would say he's more of a luxury position, but he does generate turnovers. So I I think you can justify that kind of selection. There's Evan Neal, the tackle out of Alabama. If you don't feel that you could trust Makai Becton, 
and George Fant has only got one year left on his deal, that is a very realistic selection to have to make. And I, it sucks because it's not, not one that I'd want to do. I'd, ra- I'd much rather pay Fant a few million bucks to keep him around and have Becton and then wind up addressing other areas on this team. I don't want to spend a third first round pick on an offensive lineman. Um, but it is one of the safer types of picks you can generally make. Uh, there's Derek Stingley Jr. I see some of you guys commenting on that. The cornerback from LSU, the guy had an elite, elite freshman campaign with LSU, winds up hurting his foot, needing surgery this year. I think he played in two or three games, and that was it, and then he shut it down. Um, I don't feel that corner for this defense is as needed as other positions. I do think we need a cornerback. Don't get me wrong. Love Bryce Hall. Really like Brandon Eccles. Really like Michael Carter II. It's just not a position that I I would look to tackle, at least at number four. So for me, when I'm looking at the top four picks, I think Hamilton's got to be there. I think Neal has to be in the conversation. But I think above those two, if either one of Hutchinson or Thibodeau is there, that is the selection. Then if we're sitting at number six, number six feels like that pick's going to change. I feel like we're going to wind up picking closer to 10, and I haven't done the math to figure out where Seattle could theoretically theoretically end up. Um, but let's see if I could do some math right now. Let's see. If they were to win two games, 5 and 12, 7 and what would it be 7 and 10. So in theory, we could drop as low as pick 12. Um is that right? No, as low as, yeah, no, as low as pick 12. Um, if they win out, they have to win out and then other teams. And I don't know if it actually works out that way because other teams are probably playing each other too. So it, it's probably not quite that far. I think the pick's going to wind up being around 10. Um, but what do the Jets do with the draft picks? I think safety, tackle, edge are the three areas I'm looking with edge being the primary focus at number four. At number six, that's when you start looking, you know, if you take Hamilton, because right now the Giants are sitting in between us. It's, it's Jets, Giants, Jets right now. So you kind of have to play this game of like, okay, well, are the Giants going to take this guy or do we have to beat them? Because maybe Linderbaum is their pick. And if you like Linderbaum, maybe you have to take him at number four. I would not be very happy with that pick. Um, David Ojibo, edge from Michigan. George Karloftis from Purdue, I think it's Purdue. Um, both really good options at the edge position. Wide receiver is going to be one that we start talking about a lot. The kid from USC seems really interesting. He's like six foot four, something along those lines. Massive frame. Tight end is enormous. I think what you could see happen if the Jets pick winds up staying somewhere around six. I think you could see the Jets trade out of four and try to get a team to jump up above the Giants and, and play this whole game like, oh, the Giants are trying to get a quarterback. Here's what's going on. Let's hype up all these guys. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe that is the play. And then you trade down. Trade down far enough to get yourself a first for next year. So that way you have two going into next year's draft as well. And you still make your two selections. You get one at six and you get one at, call it 15 or or 14, whatever it is. Or do you guys want the two 
blue chip players. Would you rather go with the blue chip players over the quantity? Because we have so many draft picks, just get the the top end players. So I, I can I can understand that. But I think if you wind up finding yourself in no man's land at number four, I think trading back might not be the worst. Tight end is a huge area of need. That's an area I want to hit in free agency and in the draft. Same with wide receiver. Wide receiver, Michael Gallup, someone that I very much want to target because he could be a long-term solution at the position. Like if we could give him a contract similar to Corey Davis with also the caveat as if he plays like a number one wide receiver, he's paid as such because I think that's kind of where he's hitting his ceiling. It's one of those things like when you have a coworker who's directly above you and you can't leapfrog them because they've been there longer. It's That's kind of where Michael Gallup feels or not even – that he hasn't been there longer because CeeDee Lamb hasn't been there as long as Michael Gallup, but I think the investment between uh, Amari Cooper and the investment in CeeDee Lamb makes it where Gallup is kind of the odd man out and may want to prove something. And I think him coming to a team like the Jets who have had wide receiver issues, staying healthy, uh, it may not be the worst worst situation. So we'll see. Mike Gazicki, my hands down my top free agent. I don't think he winds up hitting free agency, though I do think he winds up going. Uh, with the franchise tag, Green Bean. What's up, brother? I see you over there. Greenbean says, best case, round one, pick one. Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Karloftis. Round one, pick two. Hamilton. I do like that. So you get one of the edges. You get Hamilton, the safety. Then he says, second round pick, pick one. Jarrett Patterson. That's the center from I think it's Notre Dame. I think Patterson is the Notre Dame center. I do like that. Uh, second pick, Brandon Smith, linebacker. I do not know enough about him. I apologize. And third round pick is where we get our tight end and either Ruckert or Kolar. Greenbean knows his tight ends. So very much, uh, very much would love to see some of this uh, – some of, this, some of this competition. I want, I want to see these tight ends. Greenbean knows his tight ends. I got to do my research on tight ends. He was all about... Um, God, who's the guy the Steelers got? I know it's there. You were high on like three or four tight ends last year. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. What else we got to talk about? Friar Muth, there's the pick. <laughs> That's the one he wanted. I knew it was. Um, yes, we got a lot to talk about. We can talk about Makai Becton being out. We could talk about the the Jaguars game. We could talk about Zach Wilson's performance. We could talk about the draft picks. We got a lot of stuff that we could get into. I'm going to throw the number up on the screen. Let me jump over to the Google Voice. So if you guys want to call in, by all means, I would love to hear from you. Uh, so let's see. Hopefully this works. I think I touched everything enough where <laughs> it's going to work flawlessly the first time. Um, we shall see. We shall see, gentlemen. Don't forget about Kenny Yaboa. I love me some Kenny Yaboa. I just wish we got to see more of Kenny Yaboa. Um, all right, here we go. First caller on the line. Vinny, what's up, brother? Can you hear me? All right, you can hear me. Hold on. Start talking again because I want to make sure they can hear you. 
Hold on. All right. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. There it is. Okay. Sorry about that. This is Ryan trying to set up everything all in one shot. All right. What's going on? You'll never guess what I'm calling from. Where I'm calling from. What you're calling from? Where I'm calling from. I don't know. Are you in my closet? <laughs> no, I'm calling <laughs> from within virtual reality. What? Are you Ready Player One right now? What's going on? <laughs> no. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in my Oculus Rift. Sorry, my audio sucks. <laughs> I keep changing buttons on you guys. Oh, damn it. Sorry. Okay, we're back. We're back. Okay, right, go. I'm about, I'm about to say something no Jets fan has been able to say since 1969. We won. I don't know. You know what, what? it is? What is it? The New York Jets are a, comp are a more competent, better-run organization than the New York Giants. Oh, really? Okay. Let's um, Let's break that down. Historically, no. Currently, maybe. Well, Possibly. I do like Joe Douglas far more than David Gettleman. Um, the problem is with the Giants is that they're never going to get better because you know what's going to happen. They're just going to keep on hiring from within. They're going to keep on doing their usual nepotism nonsense. So you, you think they wind up staying inside their organization to, to hire GM, or you think they go outside? Or are you talking head coach? No, they, they haven't hired outside since 1979. Really? For head coach, you're saying? Head coach, GM, both. Really? Where was Gettleman yeah. within the Giants department prior to this? Because he was with the All Panthers. of them have had ties to the Giants. Gettleman, Shermer. Hmm. I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. So the Jets are a better run organization. Um, it's not saying a whole lot, considering both teams have lost an astounding amount of games. The Jets are only... Beating the the Giants by one game currently, I believe, uh, since 2017, we have lost the most games in the NFL. So, talk to me. Why do you think the Jets are better run? Well, Josh, right now, yeah, I ask you, who do you like better in the upcoming future? Who is it? I mean, look, I'm biased. I'm a Jets channel. Jets, <laughs> Jets all the way, baby. No, I look. I like Joe Douglas. I like Robert Sala. I liked Joe Judge. Um, I don't know if he's going to wind up being their answer or if they wind up cleaning house altogether and just letting the new GM pick his, pick his head coach. I think you could see that, uh, quarterback wise, depending on which jet fan you talk to, you're either really excited <laughs> for Zach Wilson or you're, you're maybe cautiously optimistic where Daniel Jones has played well at times, but is also the reason why they're not better than they are. Cause he keeps turning the ball over. So Zach, I don't know. I, I'm optimistic because of 
our current coaching staff, I like where they came from. I like the whole Shanahan system. And I do like Douglas, the GM. So I would say I am more enthusiastic about the Jets. Mm-hmm. What about you? Of course I'm going to say the Jets because you don't know what? The Giants can't do anything right. Neither can the Jets. <laughs> I don't know how we can talk about the Giants not doing anything right, but not talk about the Jets. Dude, where were you on the whole win or lose yesterday? Spectrum. Nah, man. Like I thought, look. So the Giants, no matter what happens, they're just going to keep on doing the same shit. At least when the Jets fuck up, they go in a different direction. The Giants keep on hiring from within, 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 within. They got four Super Bowl rings to show for it, brother. We got one. Yeah, but that's when they had competent people. That's after like the that's after like the NFL forced them to hire George Young to bail out their sorry ass franchise. I don't know. I, I think I think the Jets calling the Giants an incompetent like an or more less competent than the Jets is the uh the pot calling the kettle black. That's that's what I'm seeing. I think we both stink, and we need to both rise from from the ashes. Tell me I'm wrong. You got 14 seconds left. What do you think, draft pick wise? Where are we going? I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna get the guy from. They're gonna end up with the guy from. Was it Purdue? Ooh, Carl Carl Loftus. Loftus. You're out of here, Vinny. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Now I got to remember, when I click this thing up here for the timer, I have to hit the mute button, unmute button down here. Because this is like a special thing to make this work. <laughs> it's just, oh, it throws me off. Sorry. Who we got? Paul from. Paul from. To accept. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Is this Ryan? This is Ryan. Ryan, this is Paul from Montreal, a longtime Jets fan. Dude, I love it. Thanks for calling from Montreal. What's up, brother? How how you feeling tonight? Not not much. I've been watching your show for years. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are awesome. And there's a lot of Jets fans in Montreal. Everybody thinks that we're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are a little crazy. That's all right. (laughs) But uh, no, um. Going with the draft, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking, knowing our present GM, I'm thinking two things. We're going to have to go with the trenches. Okay. Offensive line, mm-hmm. okay, with the, if we get pick number four and number six, mm-hmm. um, I, if we get the offensive lineman from Alabama, yep. I'll be happy because, okay. in a way, we're not 100% sure about Beckett. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And Beckton, if worst case scenario, mm-hmm. if Beckton is healthy, and even you have Fant, the offensive lineman, Neil, I think it's Neil from Alabama, he can also kick in into guard. Yep. So, so then you, we have depth because, you know, people get injured. Then now with the number six pick, if we get it, I would take the chance in one of the rush ends, the, the guy from Purdue. And then after I do like him. Yeah. And then after in the second in the second round, we can look either, let's say, I still think we're gonna need a middle linebacker. 
because yep. um, I don't know what CJ Mosley's contract. I think what he may have two more years left. He's got, so he's got the rest of the season and we basically can't cut him next year because of his cap hit. Um, so more than likely we're, we're going to be with him through next year and then we'll move on. Yeah. So, and, and then it also matters what we're going to also, we have to still look at free agent. Mm-hmm. So we so, got to look at free agent. Yeah. So free agency happens first. So I guess in your, in your mind, if you had to play out, uh, maybe, maybe not so much specific player, unless you have specific players in mind, but if you had to play out what positions to attack in free agency, so that way we could head into the draft, maybe being able to go with the best player available type of mentality. Um, how would you want us to approach the offseason? You see, the, the problem is I always find with free agents, and we, I always wish that we're going to be able to get uh, a top pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a little bit of inside story. One of my good friends is actually personal friends with the our old general manager. Oh, no, but wait, wait, I couldn't. Mike. McCagnan or Tampa? McCagnan. <laughs> no, McCagnan. <laughs> No, that's neat. That's cool. <laughs> and I and I could not mention it. A lot of times I would say, "Can I meet him? Can I speak to him?" He'd be like, yeah, "Nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. You cannot speak to him. You cannot speak to him." But yeah, but long story short, you see, the situation with free agency mm-hmm. is that we want a lot of the top players. But let's say now, as you being a football player, we got to mm-hmm. be realistic. Let's say um, the top receiver, the the dynamic receiver at Green Bay. So if you don't sign with Green Bay, Mm -hmm. are you going to want to leave Green Bay and come to New York? Nope. I think it's it's very unrealistic. Um, And I'm glad you brought it up, too, because that's that's something that a lot of fans tend to do. They're like, oh, well, here's all these free agents. Let's plug them all in. One, but, but I don't the thing think is, yeah. Douglas wants to come here, and two, I don't think Douglas wants to pay that much for a receiver to come in here. I think. It's well, I'm just saying, main some of the main big name free agents, mm-hmm. they're gonna be if they're gonna be a free agent, they still want to be looking at that this point in their career. They want a ring. Sure. And I maybe I think maybe maybe in two years mm-hmm. the Jets could get back to that potential. So that's mm-hmm. why I always focus on the draft. Because even if you're drafted, if you don't didn't want to play for the Jets, you have no choice. You're drafted. So that's why I said I love the approach mm-hmm. that we got to build through the draft. But let's say, for example, if you the, the answer to your question, if we can get um, decent middle linebacker mm-hmm. um, in free agency, I'd be happy. Um, also, a, a safety. Mm-hmm. A say a second tier safety in free agent, I would be happy, and also uh, a, le- a right guard. Oh, you're out of here. Been ejected, brother. No, I completely agree. Linebacker, safety, right guard. Um, I would say this. I would like to address uh, right guard with LDT. Ooh, sorry. If we want to draft the center and kick McGovern over there with his competition all about it as well. Um, But right guard would be LDT for me. Safety-wise, I am hoping that Ashton Davis winds up being one of the uh, safeties for next year, although I do think it's going to wind up being a depth kind of guy. I want a tight end. 
David Njoku is definitely someone I would like to target if I'm the New York Jets, uh, assuming Gazicki does not hit free agency. Zach Ertz likely, I would think, would want to stay in in Arizona if they can afford him. Um, but maybe that's another direction we could go. Um, what else? You got OJ Howard hitting free agency. Linebacker wise, I don't know linebacker wise who's hitting the open market and who makes sense in our defense. Um, Quincy Williams, I would like to be a rotational piece in our defense, so I would like to retain him. C.J. Mosley does have another year, um, but clearly linebacker is a is a big issue on this team as it, it seems to be the, the crux of a lot of our um, tight end woes and our running back out of the backfield woes. So that's probably where I'd want to go. Receiver, if I'm looking outside, outside, not internal candidates that we have. Wide receiver with either someone like Michael Gallup, Allen Robinson, uh, Michael Williams. I do not think that Godwin leaves Tampa Bay now with the, the injury he just sustained. Let's see who we got on the line. All from Joe. Joe, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan. Been a what's while, up? brother. Oh, dude, another day in paradise as a Jets fan. What are your thoughts on yesterday's game? I thought it was a good game. I mm-hmm. thought, uh, Believe it or not, I thought Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson did both well. Uh, I think I thought, so, too. Yeah, I thought Zach, uh, I wish he would have thrown the ball a little more, but that's not all his fault. That's LaFleur, too, upstairs giving the calls. Yeah, but, but look, we, we had like said, 300, almost 300 yards on the ground. It's almost, he'd be getting roasted if he went away from the run at that point. You're right. You know, the, the problem I have with Zach is, though, and you know me and you always praise him. We're sure. all in on him. You know, I used to call him the up-and-coming young Ken Stabler and all that. And <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm Rogers. still rocking my Wall Street Wilson shirt. I got – I'm hoping. Yeah. I got a hope and a prayer. I think, though, the only thing that troubles me sometimes is that when he throws the short passes, mm-hmm. he's kind of off track with that because I think his footing on the ground is not, you know, set put, so to say. I think he kind of rushes it. He's got to work on that. If you can't get the little passes down mm-hmm. pat, like second nature, you're not going to make it in this league because you're not going to be able to get the other passes down. Yeah, no, I so completely agree. If you, can, that, if you can get those plays that are, you know, a three, four, five-yard gain near the yeah. line of scrimmage, high percentage throw, those are the ones you need to get right. And I do think that Zach Wilson, since coming back from injury, has done a better job at getting those passes in a better spot. I think he had at least one yesterday. There was the one to, I think it might have been, was it Griffin? Or right, Crop someone movie. out. Crop, yeah, there was maybe? there was a defender right in his face, and he kind of like threw yeah. it around, but it was like a foot too far. Listen, I still think he's a great talent. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be, in my opinion, a great quarterback down the road. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take him some time, mm-hmm. and that's it. You, if you can't tell this kid's got talent, then you don't know football. I just think uh, he's very young. It's not like years ago mm-hmm. where you know. Guys could sit behind, you know, a veteran quarterback and learn. Right now they're thrown into the fire. So that's part of the problem. Like Aaron Rodgers, the way he learned with Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. But that Yo, being so said, um, I was going to say, yeah. I saw something in the chat. WA2K says, oh, at least our quarterback did not spike the ball on third and one on the goal line. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Watching right. Trevor Lawrence, I was like, Lawrence. what? <laughs> like, why are you doing this? <laughs> 
listen, the, the bottom line is this. He's getting better the mm -hmm. last, you know, several weeks. So that's all he could ask for. You know, he's, he's not throwing as many interceptions. He's not turning, on the vo turning over the ball as much. That's mm -hmm. all good signs, you know. Like uh, Salah said, you know, it will get worse before it gets better. So yeah, I believe in this kid. I think he's going to be the answer down the road. Dude, I really do think I really do as well because I, dude, I went to like, I was on the jet forums last night and Twitter and like, dude, I was losing my mind on people. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be so upset. Yeah. Like, yo, I'm gonna start tippy tapping away on my phone. I'm, oh, Becca was like, are you dude, gonna I hang out with me at all like today? Four hundred yards every game. These these Jet fans, they all oh, yeah. young, Ryan. Oh, like I said, I'm 48 awesome. years old. I've I've been a Jets fan since I'm a kid. I've seen it all. Even Green Bean will tell you, who's an older guy. <laughs> it's going to take time for Zach, but he's going to get it. And when he gets it, mm -hmm. God help the league. Yeah, look, I think this kid's got a ability. shit ton of talent. Let me, I want to say something about uh, Becton. Sure. There was a kid named – I'm from Staten Island, New York. I never told you this. Mm -hmm. There's a kid, uh, Damian Easley, that got drafted mm -hmm. uh, from our uh, college. Remember Florida to the New England Patriots who got drafted first round? I, I don't know him offhand. Well, anyway, he was drafted in the first round. I think it was a 2014 okay. by the New England Patriots. He had a five-year career. Hmm. I knew his uncle. His uncle told me, Damien, the problem with him is he has knee problems. Hmm. And he said, I don't know if his career is going to last long. And you know what? He was right. His career only lasted five years. Hmm. So and I feel the same. Beckton... I'm going to be honest. I feel the same with Beckton. I think... Listen, this guy was in shape when he came in camp, and he still got hurt. Mm -hmm. He lost now, a lot of weight. Getting rolled up on like that, I, I, I don't know, man. I just if this winds up being a consistent issue, that's why I do think Evan Neal is probably squarely in play for the Jets, is because I think there probably is that fear that Becton will never be a hundred percent for a full season. I think they're gonna have to. From Alabama, Evan Neal, I agree. I think they're going to have to go with Lindebaum, too, with the center. Oh, I, God, I that, would, that would irk me so much. Brother, thank you so much for the call. Get out of here! From the cockpit. Ejected. I love it. That was a great call. Great call. Loads of knowledge. Always a good call. Oh, did I just hang up on you, or did you hang up on me? Either way, your phone call was there, it wasn't there, now it's not there. Was there? Then it wasn't. Now it isn't. Lane Cactus says, you can call me tits, Ryan. Yes, I will call you tits. T, green bean, T-S. <laughs> God, I really do love the uh, love the letters you can make, or words you can make with the random letters. Um, Call from Scott. Scott, what's good, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on? Not too much. Not too much. I'm hanging in there. What were your thoughts on yesterday's game and uh, the Jets in general? Oh, man, yesterday's game was awesome, dude. I had so much fun watching that game. So many electric plays and highlights. Zach with the run. Berrios yeah. the return. Dude, um, a good kick return is just so much fun to watch. Yeah, and not only that, but like the blocking on that play. He, he yes. didn't he had to nobody had a miss. He just had a scene. It mm -hmm. was it was beautiful. Um, it really was. And what was so good about it is our young quarterback, I think for the first time, mm -hmm. really elevated the players around him. We saw him make clutch throws on third and fourth down. 
mm-hmm. uh, or the even the the run where he got like I think it was like 20 yards on that um, fourth down yep. to bring us down to like the goal line, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where it, it was, yeah, you know, I hear everybody with the like draft position and stuff, but this kid between him and Michael Carter, they really carried the offense, you know, and that's what we want to see. These building blocks, you know, gain confidence and, you know, uh, lead to the future. Yeah, 100%. And I do agree. I think this felt more like a game that Zach – picked us up in a way like it's weird to say that because like he only had 100 yards like passing but his ability to escape the pocket led to more first downs led to us winning the game um i do think that this was a a particular game where we needed him to lift us up with you know missing our top three receivers you know both starting guards just a a whole mess of yeah, yeah, third string tackle, dude, across the board. Just super frustrating. Zach Zach did a good job yesterday with limited resources. Yeah, and um, hopefully, you know, we get more back and mm-hmm. ABT and we can see them against, you know, the Bucks and Bills and hopefully this offense continues to gel because that's all we're, at least for me, you know, that's all I'm looking at for the rest of the season, seeing them, you know, going against some good defenses and mm-hmm. seeing how they can progress there. Uh but yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be an interesting offseason. Um, got a lot to build on from this year. I like our coaching staff. I like mm-hmm. this draft class, obviously. Mm-hmm. And we got pieces and money to add, so got a lot of direction. Now, where would you like to see us go? Let's start with free agency. Where would you like to see the Jets go uh when free agency gets started? Well, free agency, um, usually use it, you know, to give you flexibility mm-hmm. in the draft, right? Sure. So uh, you know, we need lots of, we, we have so many holes, linebacker, mm-hmm. safety, uh, O-line. We could add a receiver. We could add another running back. So, mm-hmm. you know, just complementary pieces that fit the scheme, that fit the, the identity of the mm-hmm. coaching staff. I think that's that's key. And then going into the draft, I think it's, there's so many blue chippers that are going to be available. I know it would have been nice to get one of those edge rushers, but like Kyle Hamilton, mm-hmm. that guy's a legit um, mm-hmm. blue chipper, you know, um, you could, we have so many holes where Linderbaum or there's so many directions you could go, no matter what, we're getting a good player. Yeah. And that's what people got to remember too. As much as like you want the edge rusher, we are getting Carl Lawson back. I think there's plenty of other guys, even if you don't get the rusher at four, we're going to have another top pick. And I think of those four edge rushers that are towards the top, or at least it seems like those are the four guys at the top. Um, as long as we come away with one of them, I, our, our pass rush is going to be immensely better than it was this year. Yeah, I think you do have to go edge for sure mm-hmm. with one of those two, though, most definitely. I, I Hopefully you get one of the top three, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously where do you think we go, where would you like to see us go with the other pick, regardless of which pick you go with, with edge rusher? What what would you like that last pick to be? Uh, it's so tough because you got to see where the how the board falls. There's always somebody mm-hmm. that falls and mm-hmm. rises, you know, like um, – but, I mean, uh, ideally I would try to go – I think I would go defense with both mm. picks, honestly, yep. uh, or I'm really a big fan of hopefully being able to trade down. Mm-hmm. I, I really think we need to get a linebacker. Like in most of them are projected like in that 15 to 25 range. Mm-hmm. So we could trade down, pick up some capital and pick up like one of those linebackers, the premier linebackers. I, I, I'd be a really big fan of that. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm at. Like if both top rushers are gone, maybe. And if we're sitting at six, like if, if I know I can get either Ojibo or I could get, uh, you know, Carl Loftus, either one of those guys, 
and that fourth pick now becomes like a trading chip where someone wants to jump in front of the Giants. Maybe they think they're going to take a linebacker or a quarterback or something. I would love to add it a first for next year with one of our picks because they're both so high. Brother, thank you so much for calling. You've been rejected. You're out of here from the cockpit. Um. All right, let's get to a super chat real quick. Let's see what's going on. Boom. Thomas Cahill drops in the super chat. He says, we need a top wide receiver, Wilson or Williams. Um, I believe you are referring. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see. Jamison Williams from Alabama. And then Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. There's also uh, Chris Olave from Ohio State. That's going to be another popular name that we wind up seeing. Uh, Drake London, the six foot five receiver out of USC. That's going to be another popular name that I think pops up. Um, if I'm looking at receivers that need to be like, I shouldn't say need, but to to be different than what we currently have in our stable of receivers, like guys, like if I'm trying to replace what I wanted Denzel Mims to be, or if I'm replacing who I wanted Keelan Cole to be, uh, or am I picking someone, you know, similar to to receivers we already have? I think that it's going to be an interesting question because if I'm looking at that, I'm saying Drake London, the six foot five receiver from USC, is a hell, hell of a talent, and I think he might have been the top wide receiver taken had it not been uh, what was it injury that got him down? I think it was injury, um, but I would say receiver is something I would like to attempt to address in free agency. If it doesn't, then maybe second round of the draft. I do think that you could see guys start to slide down uh, the draft board, uh, similar to how we got Elijah Moore at the top end of the second round this past year. Um, but six foot five—that's a big body. That's a massive body. So I wouldn't—I wouldn't mind seeing that. I see some of you guys are. Like in other guys. So you have to let me know. Who should I look into? Who's worth the look? I got to get back in on the Discord and we can start like complaining about all that stuff. All right, boys and girls, we've got about 10-ish minutes left. So let's do two more calls. We'll do two more phone calls. Numbers on the screen. We can talk about the draft. The Jets win over the Jaguars. Zach Wilson's performance. Michael Carter being a stud. Or Makai Becton's injury. Call from. I eat green beans for breakfast. Nah. <laughs> I eat green beans for breakfast. How you doing? Welcome to the cockpit. Well, you know it's Jeremy, right? <laughs> I did not know that, but Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on, brother. <laughs> I, I I see once you hit 200 subscribers, you're going to be drinking a quarter teaspoon of hot sauce. I'm doing the last dab. And, the uh, last dab. Green beans. Now, now, Green means acting like a big shot. I should make him do it too. I, you know what? I, I might have to do it with you because a quarter of a teaspoon is is a pretty weak amount of hot sauce, if you're asking me. I've never had that particular type of hot sauce, but I very much would like to see at least half a teaspoon, if not um, a, a full if, teaspoon. <laughs> you know what? You help push me to two hundred. I'll do half, but that's gonna hurt, man. Because the last step is no joke. It's like triple X pepper. I'm telling you, it's bad. Watch this. Uh, okay, I'm going to restart the clock. Jeremy, I want you to go to your YouTube channel, post the link to your YouTube channel in my live chat right now. I'm going to pin it, and we're going to get you to 200 subscribers right now. But I'm going to 
I'm going to restart the clock. Okay. I'm going to see how high we can get you. And we'll have everyone jump in here and say what, what subscriber they are. Can you do that for me, Jeremy? I'm going to work on it right now. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. You guys <laughs> really, you really want to, you really want to see me suffer, huh? I want to see you suffer. I look, I've been a suffering Jets fan for the longest time. So if I can make a fellow Jets fan suffer by drinking hot sauce, <laughs> it's going to make, but how, how about this? I'll push people to your YouTube, but it has to be a full teaspoon. A full teaspoon? Okay, full you teaspoon. got it. You got it. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Yahtzee, I'm gonna do okay. it. You want me to put it in the chat right now? Put it in the live chat. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pin it. And then okay. we'll we'll direct people over there. So once I see it pop up, I'll pin Okay, it. just put it in. All right. Might take a second to pop up on my side. I'm gonna really I'm gonna really regret this. Believe me. The most I've ever done of it is like an ace or something. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to make you hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be really fantastic. Bad. But you know what I'm going to do after I eat it? I'm not going to do any milk or ice cream or anything. I'm going to do a full mock trap. I so the heard idea is I'm going to have to so do a mock I'm going to have to bullets. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to have to do a mock draft, try to make good decisions while I'm suffering and in pain, try to get through it really fast, and I might let some people in so they can like harass me and criticize me and make me like double, you know, like Ooh. think about my picks and stuff and like yeah, so if you're interested um you, 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 um, Matt and Greenbean will have first, like, you know, dibs on being in there with me. Ah. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> Let me, I think when you tried to share it, I'm pretty positive that it doesn't, uh, pop up because it's a link. So let me grab it myself. Hold on. Um, all right. Bam. I just dropped Jeremy's channel in the chat. All right, let's see. I'm going to pin this message. It's going to be pinned in the live chat. And I think we can get you up over 200 before five minutes. Uh, that means I'm going to have to do it tonight. That's <laughs> It doesn't have to be tonight. because I, I, I'm not staying on YouTube this long afterwards. But okay, guys, okay. the link is pinned in the live chat. We got five minutes. We're going to try and get as many people over to Jeremy's YouTube channel as possible. Because once he hits 200, this dude's taking a teaspoon of hot sauce to the face and doing a mock offseason, mock draft. Steve Gillingham's already there. Guys, make sure you drop which number subscriber you are so I can keep tabs on this whole five-minute thing. All right, Jeremy, <laughs> go on. Let's talk about this. How are you feeling about yesterday's game and everything going on? Um, you know, I, I saw you at halftime. I was I was calling it bittersweet. Um I, I I can't root against them, you know, especially when it's such a young team and we have so many young players and I want to see them develop and progress. Um, but there was a little twidge of pain at the end when, when Jacksonville's touchdown probably wouldn't have changed anything really. Um, but then I saw Ron Middleton's um, locker room celebration and I kind mm -hmm. of, I wouldn't want to take that away from the team. That was great watching that. Dude, it was nice to see, but I very much was with you on that, that last bit of the, the game where I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it would be kind of nice if Trevor Lawrence didn't step out of bounds five yards before the friggin' end zone. Like, come on, dude. Like, this is what you get. Zach Wilson legitimately ran back out. He was going to go out of bounds. Wound up stepping his foot just before the line and running for an extra 25 yards. That's someone that loves football. You get someone like Trevor Lawrence, who football's not his number one passion, dude runs out of bounds on the five. Put your helmet down and get the touchdown. <sighs> Sorry. Huh, yeah. Just fired <laughs> yeah, no, it was – Um, it's just – it's it's. I hate being in this situation. You know what I mean? It's like I just want to be able – I can't wait until we're just – 
competitive and we're able to just go hard to win and not have that kind of thing tugging at us, worrying about draft picks and things like that. It's uh, it's I've had enough of it. It's just been too long. Dude, I'm completely there with you. I don't want to root for draft position. I want to just root for wins. I want to have competent football and like competitive football going into November. Like I felt like we got through halfway through October and I threw my hands up and I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> this can't be like what we're doing right now. Like, oh yeah, I, yeah. I it's, 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 <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have a feeling, I really feel good about um you know, I'm not going to go crazy or anything for like playoffs, but I think that next year, um, I got, I don't, I, I really hope, I mean, but I just have this feeling we're going to be like in the eight to nine kind of range and maybe at the end, if we do this, we have a chance to playoffs kind of thing. I think that we're really going to turn it around next year. I look, I hope so. I think next year is where we start to see maybe a seven or eight win team. And I think 2023 is where you got to hope for double digits. Uh, Jeremy, I see you're at 154 subscribers. Boys and girls, I have pinned Jeremy's channel in the live chat. If you want to see this dude drink a teaspoon of hot sauce, specifically the last dab dab hot sauce, make sure you go over there. We've got a minute and 40 seconds left. Make sure you go over there and subscribe. I don't think I'm getting you up to 200, but I'm going to get you as close as I can in five minutes' time. (laughs) Hey, you know, every bit helps. We'll get there eventually, and it'll be pre-scheduled. Everyone will know about it. So. Maybe I'll do it in between your Tuesday show and Green Beans Late Show or something like that. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Or maybe, maybe, ooh, I like that because then we can push people over from that. We'll make you, or maybe we'll have you on, maybe we'll have you on the Talking Jets panel. We'll have you drink the hot sauce <laughs> during that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll do something. We'll get something good. We'll figure it out. What about the, the draft? Where do you see the Jets going come draft time? Um. I think we have to go pretty heavy on defense, man. It's it's pretty bad, you know. Um, I wouldn't be mad. I'm not going to be mad no matter what they do because there's so, there are guys up in the top of that draft that are incredible that I that I really like that I wouldn't mm-hmm. complain about. Um, you know, I uh, I don't think he's going to go wide receiver. Although, how crazy would that be? Like Elijah Moore and like one of those top three guys like on the opposite side would be ridiculous. But um, I wouldn't be mad if he took Kenyon Green, man. That guy's a beast. So imagine having like another AVT on the other side. Um, it shock me. I think O line is definitely yeah. somewhere we we look to go. I, trenches in general. I think O line and edge are, are both a high possibility. Yeah, yeah. No, it wouldn't shock me at all. I'm I'm expecting edge. I'm expecting linebacker or safety. You know, I'm thinking safeties. There, there might be a few in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of linebackers. I'm I'm on I'm on the bus of definitely like Lloyd or Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of trading down to like the number 18 spot. Getting- That's it. You're out of here. You've been ejected. Jeremy, I love you, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Uh, we're going to leave the, the the comment in the in the chat. We're going to leave the, the link there. So if you guys want to go over there, we're trying to get Jeremy up to 200 subscribers. Try to do him a solid uh, and get him to drink some hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah. Um, Dylan Grace becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 27-4 family. 27-4. 24-7 family. I love it. Where is it? Where is it? Bam! Look at this guy. This is right here. Right here. Big dick player right there. Big dick player. Thank you so much for becoming the newest member of the Jets Talk 24-7 family. Boys and girls, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat. Show Dylan some of the emojis that he gets. 
for uh, for hanging out with us. All right, this is going to be our last phone call for the night. Call from Eli. Eli, what is up, brother? What's good, Ryan? It's been a quick minute. Oh, dude, absolutely. Give me one second. Let me just get the timer on the clock. All right, you're good to go. Talk to me, brother. All right, Ryan. So I'm watching Zach Wilson play, and I'm watching Trevor Lawrence play yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson looks like the better quarterback from, from what I, from what I saw yesterday. I mean, okay. I mean, he he was more accurate in the pocket. I mean, he 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 only had like 20 passing attempts, so he didn't have many passing yards. Mm-hmm. But I'm watching Lawrence right. Our entire defensive line is out. So mm-hmm. he's having days in the pocket. Like, he can prepare a meal and just have a feast before he senses any pressure. And he whipped on on quite a few, like, deep throws that were un- either underthrown or misplaced. And, mm-hmm. and that, that helped our safeties, especially Pinnock. I feel like he had, like, two or three pass breakups um, mm-hmm. because of Lawrence's bad ball placement. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I was just like, Wilson wasn't doing that. And he wasn't attempting that. But he, he was much more accurate in, in his in his throws, and I feel like he was making his decisions a bit quicker. Um, and and right because what 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 resonated to me was that one time later in the game, Lawrence had to roll out of the pocket. It was like some sort of bootleg, um, and there was a, like a wide open touchdown, and he missed him because um, he he's more of a pocket passer, right? Mm-hmm. And then I remember that the, the touchdown to McDermott, which was absolutely amazing in every sense of the past. There was there was um, three offensive linemen that caught touchdowns yesterday. Did you know that? I think it was four because if you count the Lord, if you count the Lord, I saw I saw the graphic from CBS. If you count the one that Lawrence fumbled, because that counts. As oh, well. that's right. It's not. I guess is is that. I guess it would be a touchdown. It wouldn't be a pass, right? But yeah, interesting. Yeah, be a, You're right. I think it was the most NFL history I saw. Um. Anyway, oh, it's got to be. So like, Wilson had to like go back like ten yards and then throw like a kind of a crossbody sidearm, and it was like. The, the zip on it was beautiful. Like, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't a sloppy pass or anything. Like, it was right to where it should have been accurately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, I just, I was just, I'm just impressed with his improvement. I look, I'm impressed with Zach Wilson ever since he came back from injury because I do think he has improved week in and week out. Since coming back from injury, the interceptions are down. I mean, look, Trevor Lawrence, I, does he have a touchdown since Halloween? I think he has one passing touchdown since Halloween. He's got one. October. Since what? He's got one since October. Ah, see, no one's really getting on him because he's got such a shit show of a coaching situation down there, and he doesn't have the New York media around him. But man, dude, it's, he's looking like he would have been way better off coming to New York than landing in Jacksonville. And and before the draft, it was always he should avoid the Jets. He should avoid mm-hmm. the Jets and anything about Jacksonville. Um, yep, I do want hundred percent do a quick. About the this upcoming draft and who you would like to take, because realistically we are we are pretty much. Lo- I was doing some research. We're pretty much locked in at, at four, because yep. we're not going to win the next games, right? And then, the, mm-hmm. so the two teams that are tied with us are the Giants and the Texans. The mm-hmm. Giants have a much harder strength of schedule, so it would be very difficult for them to um, leapfrog us. So we're pretty much definitely going to pick ahead of them as long as we stay at the same wins. And Houston has a much easier one, so it's it, it's pretty hard. I mean, they would have to win a game. Houston would have to win a game for them to go. Mm-hmm. But assuming they don't win a game, we're pretty much locked in at four. We could root for Houston to win a game, then we'd be at three. But we're pretty much locked in at four. So I'm assuming that the two edge rushers are going to be gone. I want one of them, but I'm assuming Hutch and Sibs are both going to be gone. Yep. So then then who would you want to take it for? Do you take Evan Neal if he's there? Do you take Hamilton? I want Hamilton more at like seven. I can justify his safety a little bit there. 
But like mm-hmm. at four, what do you do? Because no one's going to want to trade up because the capital it will take to trade up isn't worth it, and there's no good quarterback. So you wouldn't want to trade up for an offensive tackle that much. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. be worth it. So what do you do there? So if I'm sitting at four, we're saying both edge rushers are gone, and then it's tough because we don't know what that third pick's going to be. Is it going to be an exactly. offensive lineman? Is it going to be the safety? Is it going to be another edge rusher? Is it going to be a quarterback? Um, I'm hoping assuming only hope- the edge rushers are gone, and and I think Houston does – Maybe they don't take a quarterback with the way Mills is playing. I don't know. Um, I think Evan oh – God, I really – I don't want to go Evan Neal. I'd look to trade down, I think. I like Hamilton. Hamilton is someone I want to end up with. If I think Hamilton is going to make it past the Giants because the Jets have the fourth and the sixth picks right now, let's assume they stay at those picks, then I would take Hamilton with the later of the picks, assuming he wouldn't go to the Giants at five. And I would take someone who I think the Giants might have more of an inside track on, and that's either an edge rusher or an offensive lineman. So maybe it's Evan Neal and maybe it's Hamilton. I, I would like to go edge rusher with like Ojibo or Karloftis and Hamilton. And then, you know, but with Becton not being healthy, I don't know. I just don't know. To me, I don't think I would want to buy an edge rusher. So I didn't, I didn't hang up on you. I just want to hear what you had to say. Okay. Um, I don't see it um, as a as a glaring need like some mm-hmm. of our other positions are. I, I could see, like if we had Sibs or Hutch on the board, I think they're so good that you would take them. But mm-hmm. I couldn't like I feel like Karloftis or what's the other guy's name from Purdue? Uh, Karloftis is the one from Purdue. Ojibo is the one from Michigan. Oh, okay. I could I couldn't justify taking them that high because I don't think it's a position of need. I feel like it'd be reaching. Like we have Lawson coming back. JFM is fine at edge rusher. I don't think it's a need like certain other positions. See, JFM for me is someone I'd like to kick inside. Like if ideally my offense, my defensive line would be Carl Lawson, Quinnen Williams, John Franklin Myers, you know, Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Carl Loftus, or Ojibo on the other side. That would be my ideal four-man front because I think you get your most athletic people and your best pass rushers on the field. And I do think John Franklin Myers has the ability to kick inside and we could upgrade at the edge position while also upgrading interior-wise with him as well. And you can the stunt. Only issue about, the only issue about that is what do you do with Fatukasi? He, he, I mean, do you want him on your bench? I feel like he, he's a good player. I want him playing. That's the only issue. So no, nope, like, I think he's walking. I, th- I think they let him walk at the end of the year. I don't think we re-sign him. I think we might offer him a contract at a reasonable deal, but I do not think we re-sign him. I think he goes elsewhere. Well, but, isn't he one of the best run-stopping defensive tackles in the league? He was at one point. I don't know if he still is. Um, but I think I would forego that um and I then I, I think it's easier to find a run stuffing defensive tackle than it is to you know find like jf yeah I, like as much as i like fully fatukasi i would be all right moving on from him because of the style of play he has and then before before i hang up before mm-hmm. you hang up on me i just wanted to say one thing about stingley because he gets a lot of hype sure um I don't, I don't want to take Stingley. I think he lives. He's living off of his freshman year. He's mm-hmm. had a big prehistory, both in his sophomore year and junior year. He's only played like seven and three games. He hasn't yep. been a dominant. He's a, he's a, um, um, a, what's it called? Yeah, he's regressing, not progressing, if you can get what I mean. Like, I want, like, the trend is regression, not progression. I'd rather have a player with the opposite trend, if you, if you get what I'm saying. Just no, I'm right there with you. I, I don't think this defense is predicated on the cornerback play. Uh, as much as it is the front four play, which is why I lean edge rusher early on, because I think a healthy rotation of fast guys that could get after the quarterback is 100% the way I would go with this. Um, 
And that's not to say I don't like Stingley. I do like him. I think there's other teams that would make more sense uh, to take him, but I don't, he may not go in the top 10. Like I could see him fall in a little bit because of the injury you, history. Let's say, let's say we want to trade down to Seattle. Let's say we pick 11, 12. Do you okay. take him? Do you, do you justify taking him there? It depends who's on the board and who we took with the first pick. So if we were to say, yeah. take, let's say we took an edge rusher, um, or Hamilton, like we, we took a defensive player already. If we slid back to that pick before I took Stingley, I would be looking at Linderbaum. I would be looking at edge yeah. rusher. I would be looking at um, linebacker, wide receiver, potentially. I would probably, there's probably four other directions that I'd have to not feel good about to take Stingley. And that's not like, I like Stingley. I think he could be really good. I just think because of all the issues we have on our team, it doesn't make sense to roll the dice on an injury prone player because that's kind of been our biggest issue is like injury proneness. Like let's get the guys that are healthy and on the field all the time, regardless of like position. That's just kind of where I'm at. Um, Again, not an indictment on Stingley so much as it's an indictment on our own staff and, and, and team in general. I want Linderbaum so bad. I just don't think we're in a position to take him. Oh, dude, I like a, him, but he's such a luxury of a pick in the top 10. Like, I would much rather go Patterson in the second round than than Linderbaum in the top 10. It just – and it yeah. sucks because, like, if you know you're getting a blue-chip player and you think if there's a rock-hard – there's rock-hard evidence that this guy is going to be a, a center for the next 10 years, fine. D- okay, I get it. But if you think there's, like – a chance between him and Patterson that they're both could be there. I look, I, I think center in the top 10 is a, is a silly pick um, regardless of how good Linderbaum is. Yeah. We're too high to take him, but just think about it. Who's the last like first round center we got Mangold. Of course. I mean, he, he anchored our line for what was it like 10 years? So think about it. it you might think of it as a, as a silly pick, right? Cause that's why I'm thinking like, I can't justify center so early, mm-hmm. but you, if he ends up being that mangled and anchors our offensive line for the next 10 years, it, it, it will be worse in the end. So, I mean, it, it's hard. Dude, I love it. I love your enthusiasm. I love talking to you every time. I like seeing you in the chat. <laughs> Brother, thank you so much for calling. I am hopping out of here. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, boys and girls. So that is the end of our stream. I will be back tomorrow with Green Bean, O'Leary, uh, and that whole crew. We're going to be talking draft. We're going to be talking some of this, this Jaguars game. we got two hours, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock tomorrow. Uh, so, boys, make sure you do your draft research. Flip your pajamas inside out. Maybe something good happens. Jets wind up sliding a little bit higher in the draft. Who knows? We'll see. Boys, I hope you had a very Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have a happy new year. If I don't see you tomorrow, we're giving away another shirt tomorrow. Uh, guys, Knobcraft, Rusty Spooner, Ace Solo, and Gohan Angered, the four of you guys are qualifying for our T-shirt giveaway tomorrow. Uh, that's going to be one of the support independent Jets content creator shirts that O'Leary's given out. It supports St. Jude's charity. So if you want to get in on it, maybe I'll link it in the you know, the, the chat tomorrow or something like that. But if you want to get in on it, the all proceeds go to St. Jude. So it's a, it's a really good uh, thing to support. And also you're supporting uh, some of your favorite content creators. So boom, there it is. <laughs> Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you. 
My name's Ryan. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S.